Oh, by the way, I think you'll be needing this. Thank you, Cody. Now let's get a move on. We've got a battle to win here. Oh, yes, sir. The time has come. Execute Order 66. Yes, my lord. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Main Street Finance Podcast. I am, of course, Alex, your host, and I have been waiting for weeks to make this episode. On July 6th, it was officially reported that the Pentagon has canceled the Jedi. This week, I'm going to discuss the short and controversial history of the Jedi involvement with the U.S. military. I am 100% serious. This is a real thing. You're listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast where we take the Wall Street bull by the horns to help you achieve your financial goals. Whether it's budgeting, investing, or financial independence, we tackle the big questions in the pursuit of financial literacy. And now, your host. All right. Now, as much as I would love to tell a story about laser-wielding space wizards being in the U.S. military, that is unfortunately not what we are going to be talking about today. Back in 2018, the United States Department of Defense, also known as the DOD, put out what is known as a request for proposal for a tech company to put together a cloud infrastructure to, quote, deploy the most innovative and secure commercially available technology to satisfy the urgent and critical needs of today's warfighters, end quote. The project was officially named the Joint Enterprise Defense Infrastructure, or JEDI. Now, you and I both know that they made that name what it was on purpose. Some group of people in the Pentagon were sitting around a table and someone asked, well, Colonel, what should we name this new defense project? Then, in some highly classified conference room deep within the Pentagon, some career military officers and generals found a way to name a $10 billion defense contract with a Star Wars reference. So the origin of this fantastically named project was that the United States Department of Defense decided that they wanted a large cloud infrastructure that would house the data for all branches of the military, hence the joint enterprise part of the name. As we've talked about on this show before, when a government agency needs to hire a company to do a job, whether it be the U.S. military, the federal, state, or local governments, they have to go through a bidding process to decide which company gets the job. This is to ensure that, one, the taxpayers get the best possible price for the deal, and two, that there is no favoritism or shady practices or bribery that decides who gets the potentially very lucrative contract. Essentially, what happens is that the government sends out a document called a Request for Proposal, which lists all of the requirements that the government has for the project. In this case, it might be something like, we need a cloud computing system that can handle a million users and a million terabytes of data, and is as secure as humanly possible to serve all branches of the U.S. military for a period of 10 years. These are not the actual requirements, just something I'm throwing out there as an example. The companies that think they can take on the project will then send in a bid for the contract, which essentially says, 
yeah, we could do all that, and we're going to charge you $5 billion up front and let's say $500 million per year for maintenance and management. Each company will have a chance to send in a bid and a proposal for how the project will work. And then the government's going to look at all the bids and choose the offer which has the best value. Now, value here is described as the most amount of stuff for the least amount of money. It's not just about who has the cheapest price. It is about what the government is going to get out of the deal for their money. So the cheapest bid may not win if another offer has more bells and whistles. So the U.S. military released their request for proposal and received a handful of bids back. From what I was able to find, we know that there were proposals from IBM, Oracle, Amazon, and Microsoft. The New York Times reported in April of 2019 that IBM and Oracle's bids were ruled out of consideration because they could not meet the minimum requirements of the contract. Per the New York Times, a spokesperson for the DoD announced that only Amazon and Microsoft were able to fulfill the minimum requirements. In October of 2019, it was announced that Microsoft had won the Jedi contract, which could potentially be worth as much as $10 billion over the next 10 years. After the announcement, a spokesperson from Amazon sent an email to CNBC after they requested a comment. In there, Amazon said that, quote, we're surprised by this conclusion, end quote, and they also said that they were a clear leader in the field and that they're awesome and I don't know how we weren't chosen and yada yada yada. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing. Well, a few weeks later, in November, Amazon filed a lawsuit in federal court that essentially said that, hey, our proposal was better than Microsoft's and the only reason that we didn't win the contract was because of political bias. At the time this whole thing was going down, President Trump and Jeff Bezos were not on good times with each other. In short, Bezos owns the Washington Post, and President Trump did not like what the Post was saying about him. Amazon essentially alleged that the reason they lost out on the contract was not because Microsoft's offer was better, but that there was some intervention by President Trump due to the conflict between him and Bezos. This is a serious allegation because the entire bidding and request for proposal system is supposed to be to get the best deal for the taxpayer and to not have political bias or influence. This lawsuit has been going on from November of 2019 until now. On July 6th of 2020, it was announced that the DoD is canceling the Jedi. The Jedi contract will be replaced by something that is known as the Joint Warfighter Cloud Capability Contract, or JWCC. And I think we can all agree that that name and acronym sucks. During the announcement, the Pentagon said that, quote, due to evolving requirements, increased cloud conversancy, and industry advances, the Jedi cloud contract no longer meets the DoD's needs, end quote. The Pentagon also added that the need for the cloud contract was still there, so the new contract was going to be a multi-vendor contract and that they are going to start from scratch and send out a new request for proposal. Here's where I'm going to throw in my conspiracy theory. Well, I guess it's not a conspiracy theory, but something that I think happened behind closed doors. Since this whole thing started, we have a new president, a new secretary of defense, and Jeff Bezos is no longer the CEO of Amazon. We are also getting a new contract. Remember that key term from the Pentagon's press release? That the new contract is going to be a multi-vendor contract? So this means that no one company is going to get the new contract. It is going to be split between multiple companies. And wouldn't you know it, there are only two companies that meet the minimum requirements of the contract. Huh. How about that? Also, a fun fact which may or may not have had anything to do with this. Jeff Bezos stepped down as the CEO of Amazon on July 5th, and he was officially replaced by Andy Jassy. Do you know where Andy came from? 
Well, Andy Jassy is the Amazon executive who ran Amazon Web Services, or AWS, which is the arm of Amazon that handles all of the cloud computing. Now, think back. Do you remember the date that the DoD announced the new contract? July 6th. So Jeff Bezos hands over the keys of Amazon to the old head of Amazon Web Services. And then the next day, the DoD announces that they are going to cancel the contract that Amazon sued them over, and they're going to replace it with a multi-vendor contract that only two companies qualify for. And the Pentagon said in their release that the Jedi contract was being canceled partly because of evolving requirements. Now, evolving requirements means that they're going to add more stuff to it, which means they're going to add more money to it. We were also told that the Pentagon is still working out the maximum value of the contract. Now, knowing all of that information, me reading between the lines would assume the following. We have this Jedi contract. It was awarded to Microsoft. Amazon sues, knowing that the presidential election is coming up in 12 months and that this big of a lawsuit can easily last a year. So there is a chance that Trump will no longer be there. I'm not being political here. Every time there's an election, there's a chance that the current person gets voted out. Sure enough, Trump gets voted out of office. There's a new president who has already shown that he loves spending a ton of money in the federal budget. Then, all of a sudden, we're going to cancel the contract, have a new contract, change the name of the contract so that it's not tied to the previous controversy, make the contract bigger and worth more money, and give both competitors a slice of the pie so that everyone's happy. And just for fun, we're also going to have Jeff step down before we move forward with all of this. Huh. How about that? So, do with that information what you will, but that's my quote-unquote conspiracy theory on why the Jedi got thrown out of the U.S. military. I've been waiting to make this episode because I saw an article that contained the words U.S. military and the word Jedi, and I noticed that it was a few episodes away from episode number 66, so I wanted to have a little bit of fun with it. This is also a case in point for how the bidding process works for government contracts. There is one more thing that I wanted to go over before we get out of here. On the subject of the federal government bidding system, CNBC requested comments from both Amazon and Microsoft after the announcement. A spokesperson from Amazon Web Services said that, quote, We understand and agree with the DoD's decision. Unfortunately, the contract award was not based on the merits of the proposals and instead was the result of outside influence that has no place in government procurement, end quote. I should note here that the Inspector General of the Pentagon released a report that said the results of the awarding of the Jedi contract did not appear to be influenced by the White House. However, there was a note in the IG's 313-page report that there was limited cooperation from the White House during the investigation, so the review may have been limited. Also, I want to note that, of course, Amazon said, yeah, we understand and agree with the DoD's decision. The decision was essentially, hey, we're just going to rip up the contract, have a new contract, and you guys get a slice. So I'm sure they agree with the DoD's decision. I bring this up because I think that Microsoft's response was really interesting. Microsoft said in a blog post that they understand the Pentagon's decision to cancel the Jedi contract, but that the legal fight over it illustrated a need for reform. Microsoft released the following after the announcement. Quote, the 20 months since the DoD selected Microsoft as its Jedi partner highlights issues that warrant the attention of policymakers. When one company can delay, for years, critical technology updates for those who defend our nation, the protest process needs reform, end quote. It is important to note here that soon after Amazon's lawsuit was filed, a federal judge granted an injunction which ordered that the project not move forward until the lawsuit was resolved. So the project was awarded, a lawsuit happened three weeks later, and zero process occurred during the 20-month argument. 
The Microsoft spokesperson added that the DoD's decision to cancel the Jedi contract, quote, doesn't change the fact that not once, but twice, after careful review by professional procurement staff, the DoD decided that Microsoft and our technology best met their needs. It doesn't change the DoD Inspector General's finding that there was no evidence of interference in the procurement process. And it doesn't change the fact that the DoD and other federal agencies, indeed large enterprises worldwide, select Microsoft to support their cloud computing and digital transformation needs on a regular basis, end quote. I fully agree with Microsoft here that something needs to be changed with the protest process. Can you imagine if we made it the standard that every time the government awarded a contract, the loser could file a lawsuit alleging foul play and essentially hold the deal hostage until the government gives them a slice of the pie? I'm not saying that that's what happened here, but this could certainly be a precedent for something similar. Finally, do I even need to tell you what the Pentagon spokesperson said to all this? The CNBC article reported that the spokesperson said that the litigation itself was not necessarily the main reason for the shifted approach, but given how much the landscape changed during the intervening time, the agency determined that its needs had also shifted. Yeah, so what we have here is Amazon saying, yeah, we're cool with this decision. Microsoft taking the high road and saying they understand the Pentagon's decision and threw out that there also needs to be some need for reform. And the Pentagon saying, lawsuit? Nah, uh, that, that's not necessarily the main reason for the change in contract. We just uh, all of a sudden needed more stuff and two companies could better handle it. So I think I'm going to call it a day there. I'm going to post links for all the articles I looked into while making this episode in the description below. What do you think? Do you think that there was some backdoor deal to make everyone happy and give two mega companies billions of dollars instead of just one? Shoot me a tweet at Main Street Money and let me know what you think of it. Or if you're listening on YouTube, feel free to leave a comment below. And since I didn't get enough Star Wars references in to make me happy, let me just say that I hope the Amazon Empire doesn't strike back at me for my reporting and that I hate the name for the new cloud contract. Although I do have a new hope that we're going to see a return of the Jedi. And with that, I've been Alex. Thank you for listening, and I will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast. Have a question on today's topics or have suggestions for future episodes? Send an email to mainstfinance at gmail.com. Sharing is caring, so if you learned something new and useful today, make sure you share with friends and family. Don't forget to like and subscribe to be notified of new episodes. For demonstrations and more examples, be sure to check out the YouTube channel. We'll see you next time.